0: Well, some of our members on, our, on the team that, that produces this are traveling. So the Fatiha, I guess, will fall on me. So Al-Fatiha, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Bismillahi rahman rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, rahman rahim Malik yawm al-Din, iyaaka na'budu wa iyaaka nasta'in, yadina asirat al-mustaqim, sarat al-adhinan amta alayhim, ghail al ya alayhim wal Ameen. Okay. So let's, let's dive right in. Oh, so I came came across this picture of a camel, and the picture I saw was an elephant a long time ago, where all the body parts are composite. And uh, so back to our theme on cross sections, of course, can you imagine this camel coming through flat land and (laughs) say, I'm gonna drop this camel through your two-dimensional plane, tell me what you see. Well, you'll see all sorts of strange things. You won't really see a camel. You'll see all these compositions inside the camel. So that's certainly a a good reminder of how cross-sections, they tell you some of the picture, but not the whole thing. And of course, there's the famous Saptum Purusha, the seven men who go to the elephant, and they're all trying to figure out what the elephant is. And that, again, is an example of reminding us to try to see the whole picture, so this is very, very old uh, situation that Ibn Arabi takes us through with this idea of seeing cross sections, because that's what our limit is. (coughs) Okay, let me do a few more things in just a second. Okay. Now this uh, picture here, if you'll remember from our very first meeting way back in early April, that prism. And we looked at that with the way the light comes into the prism and then splits off or makes 10 different um, images. So 10 images coming from the one image. And so this was the idea of both the shadow play and then the mirror, both those metaphors. And so Ibn Arabi is telling us that when we are, when the light is cast to us, we project uh, different screens or different images, excuse me. And uh, actually, and you could say we can, there are 10 of those images. If you want to go with the number five, the five, um, that in the five, there there is the 10. So, so there's, anyway, five dimensions. So 10 uh, planes um, or 10 volumes. And so this idea also is about the recitations of Quran. Because someone came to the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, and said, I just heard so-and-so saying this verse this way. And the Prophet said, recite the verse. And he recited the verse. And he says, that is also the way the verse was given to me by Gabriel, and so there are seven um, recitations of Quran. So, in a sense, you can see that the Quran over there, as it comes into this dimension, comes in with seven different forms, or seven different recitations. And so, a cross section of them would be one of those recitations. And so with cross-section mentality, we would look at two recitations and say, oh, one is right and one is wrong, or one is the Quran and one isn't the Quran. But with this understanding of multiple recitations, seven uh, recitations, we can see that the one Quran can have seven different recitations and they're not mutually exclusive. So one isn't right and the others are wrong. And so this is the first way that we begin to see this kind of uh, um, cross-sectional mentality hurting us or stopping us from seeing the larger picture. Okay. Um, So now we'll be on this slide for a bit. So um, this idea that that Ibn Arabi develops about that I'm using the word cross-section about is talking about how something over there comes into our realm or our dimensions a certain way and that he trains us to how we should be finding out how we can go back and forth how we can uh, see the what's coming to us and compare that with what we see and then to see the cross section and know that it's com- coming from something larger. So this becomes the idea. Um, you can look at the detail and the closer and closer you look at the detail, the more the streaming larger reality becomes apparent to you or that are sensed. Um, and as we talked about last week, there's another way you can start from the larger picture and then go down into the details and see how each of the details are reflecting this larger picture. So this uh, picture here, and I can't really loop it, but we'll just see, you can see how when something, this is an idea of something coming through from a a larger dimension into our three dimensions, or in this case, into two dimensions as a flat screen. So when it gets pulled through, when this camel with all its composition starts coming through, we see different pieces of it. And as we see different pieces, we have to recognize that when we see this piece, which looks different from the piece before, it's still coming from the same shape. So so that's why they give colors here as a way to help us see that we're, we're looking at different parts of this shape, which cannot be encompassed into three dimensions. And this is why Arabi is always telling us these, this, that knowledge is of these things cannot be had because they cannot be encompassed. Now, let me, see. this uh, idea then of what's coming through, is Ibn Arabi talks about this as the first image in the mist. And that image is called the pen, or it's called the first intellect, or it's called the Nur Muhammad. And he says, you can use all three or any of those three. And the, and the idea then is that this Nur Muhammad, who was a prophet before Adam was between water and clay, is a shape, in a sense, shape that's coming through into this dimension, into this world, into this realm. And so every, this shape then, generates, as it moves through the three dimensions, as it moves through our volume of existence, uh, it comes out in 313 forms, in 124,000 forms, all of these forms are the picture of at the moment, at a time and a place of this shape that's coming through this dimension. So, the shape, remember we had the Mobius strip, and then we did a cross section of that, and we had the four, so that you were you were dead, and we made you alive, and you will die again, and then you will be made to live eternally. So, those are the four stages, or the four parts of this Mobius strip that split down the middle. In the same way, the normal Muhammad is coming from an invisible, so invisible there in the invisible in a sense, uh, in the first image of the, of the mist, and then becomes visible at a moment in time and place. So in a time and a place, 1,400 some years ago, came into a visible, to our visible realm, and then passed away and went into the invisible realm again. And then the fourth stage will be when, the, when that nur Muhammad becomes visible once again, and that will be the master of the people. So that will be the one who will intercede for all of the people, and, is the, and the mother community is all of the people. And then, so that will be the last and visible stage of this normal Muhammad. So invisible, visible, invisible, visible. And the concept then that Ibn Arabi shows us is that this, at each of these people, these images, these forms that are coming to us in time and place, the 124,000, the 313, each of them is coming to us as a deputy of that nor Muhammad. And this idea of deputy is the na'ib or the na'uba, the idea of na'uba, that you have a deputy if someone comes. And what's very interesting is that this root word is that someone has a turn. So you take turns and that you do something in succession. And it is a coming to the water time after time. So we've heard that the Sharia, the definition as Ibn Arabi uses it, is bringing you to the water, taking you to the water. And these are images, people who are taking us to the water one after the other after the other. And so this is how Ibn Arabi can tell us that all that there is one authority, there's one prophetic authority, and that is the Nur Muhammad, who then comes out in different times and places in all of these different images, in all of these different forms. And they all are there to take us to the water. And this taking to the water is in different ways. So that's why this, this shape here We see the shape changing, we see the different changes of the shape, the different colors of the shape. All of these things are different. Each cross-section, each moment in time and place is different from the other one. But from the sense of this is coming through our realm, we see that it's one, it's from the same place. And the other word that Ibn Arabi uses is daulat. And in, uh, it's interesting in Malaysia that it, daulat is like the royal realm and also means the royal turn, but that's another story. And then Urdu daulat is more like wealth, but daulat for Ibn Arabi in the original Arabi is you take your turn. So when the body of Muhammad Sallallahu wa was in this time and place, he took his turn as the Nur Muhammad. And then the first one to recognize that, and then to teach him who he is, was Khadija, And so Khatija is called the, the, first, uh, the first, because she's the first one to recognize what was happening in the visible body of Muhammad, going from invisible, visible, then passing away to invisible, and then at the end, being the master of the people of the mother community, which is all humans so this nor muhammad then is in a sense in our slide then behind and then coming through into our dimensionality and as it comes through we see cross sections and it's easy to think that these cross sections are different are exclusive contradictory because they all come through a time and a place i have to make sure i see all that Um, yes and so What allows us to see that this shape that's coming through into our dimensionality is the same shape? What allows us to see that this is the same shape? That is the special face that every created being has. So the special face that every created being has, so minerals, plants, animals, humans, angels, every created being has a special face which is turned to the divine and that special face sees that this shape that is there at the moment at a time and at a place is the same shape. And we are trained to remember this um, when we, with the peekaboo, the metaphor of the peekaboo. So the peekaboo game is the way that we remember that something looks different, something can be hidden and then appear, be hidden and appear, and still be there and still be the same shape that's coming through. And so what happens of course, is that no matter how often we play peekaboo, we tend to lose our training as we grow older. And so we lose the fitness that peekaboo gives us and we begin to get dominated by the part of us which has to acquire things and has to become on top to be in control so that it can have the things it wants so that part of us becomes dominant so we we grab things we take things that aren't ours because we know that we need to have things and we need to be on, in charge we need to be the boss so all of these sort of psychological pressures can be very dominant the other pressure is the intellect the intellect wants to say i'm in charge of all of this I'm in charge and I'll be the one who makes sure you have enough food to eat, make sure you have enough mates to reproduce with, make sure you have all the things you need, let me be in charge." And so we have this, in a sense, we get taken over, the training that we get by the, with peekaboo gets lost and we get taken over by one or both of these, these uh, forces. And they're all very legitimate forces. It's legitimate that we have a body, therefore we have needs. Um, but then if that defines us, if that becomes our f- main activity, and then we forget why we're here. And the same way with the intellect. The intellect has its, uh, has its place as the shackles, the hobbles on the camel. So intellect, like common sense, helps us do things that are not stupid and that and hurt us and then hurt other people. But if the intellect then becomes all of us, it overwhelms us, then we're in trouble because we no longer have the special face looking towards the divine. And so we don't see what's coming. And this is, and then for the, the first part, the first force that, that can overtake us, Ibn Arabi talks about love, about this, about love, because that part is saying that there's, and it is, it's a true thing to do, to love God for what he gives you as nourishment. So the prophet said, love God for what he does for you. So that's a conditional requited love. And so this is one way that the divine speaks to this part of us saying that who's nourishing you, I'm nourishing you. So therefore do what I ask you to do. And so that's, that's that one process. The other process is that is divine love or spirit love and that's love without any reference to whether it's good for me or bad for me and then as we heard about intellect uh a love that's con- that's run by the intellect no what what's that, that beautiful what the beautiful uh verse that he has there uh there, there's no good in a love that is ruled by the intellect or run by the intellect and so this is, this is a way that Ibn Arabi helps us to see, look for that special face, the special face which is then the nafs, which is the soul, which is the true self. And that true self is the one that can see that all of these cross sections are coming from a single shape. And then, so the, the part that says I want and I have to acquire says I have to study these cross sections in order to get what I want. And that doesn't help very much. Or the intellect says I'll study these cross sections and then I'll know what things are because that's my way of doing things, analytical. You break things up and you cut things up into slices. And so in a sense, the same shape which is coming through our dimensions The same shape is the one that's bringing us back to the water, saying, do these things, listen to me, remember what you used to know, and brings us back to the water. Okay. So this is the the concept of of Nur Muhammad that Ibn Arabi gives us. And uh, we'll now have some, the ilahi which will go over all of these points. (laughs) So enjoy.
1: The angels take my breath, remove my heart, cleansing one last drop of human death, making me a vessel of revelation. Healed we with radiant for all the world nu Muhammad, ha Muhammad, Nuhu ala Allah is the eye by which I see, 18,000 world come forth for me, for I was a prophet of eternity before Adam was water and clay. No ho Muhammad No ho Muhammad No ho Muhammadee la la No ho Allah No ho No ho Allah No ho Ala lime amana All the hidden treasure priest of purity longing to be known but my luminosity, oh, all over the column of your radiance before angel that goes the throne. Nuhu Muhammad, Nuhu Muhammad, Nuhu Muhammad, Nuhu Allah, Nuhu Allah, Nuhu Allah, Nuhu Allah, Nuhu Allah, Nuhu Allah, My name
2: was inscribed beside my Lord's name, before Prophet Adam comprehended every name. From my true light shines forth the throne, all souls are expressions of me. Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, illallah nur nala nur 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 Nala Ali Muhammad. I first received Quran on the power. I entered divine presence closer than two bows. Lengths. I offered you my right hand beneath the tree. Now I entrust you to a hali. Nur Muhammad Nur Muhammad Nur Muhammad illallah Nurun al-Nur Nurun al-Nur alla Allah ali Muhammad
3: i flew with holy gabriel to jerusalem i led the prayer of prophets on the rock of abraham my sending i saw angels standing and bowing salat comes first for the dervish of Ali. I rode with the archangel through the heavens. I crossed the absolute limit of creation, entering the essence where no being is interceding for all the world's for oh, your soul, Allah cried, I created my creation from Arafat. I cried, I completed your religion. I placed the royal seal on prophecy. Nur ad he is acting for me. Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, Nur Muhammad, illallah. Nur nur, nur ali Thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. So here we've got. Let's see if I can show you all of this. I've got to adjust everything so I can see things too. <laughs> here we go. OK, so we see here that I'm beginning to pull out these shapes. Ibn Arabi talks about crossing this, the two realms as a bridge. And so if you could imagine a bridge across this gorge, uh, this is Ibn Arabi's metaphor for many things. One of them is the outward and the inward. So he says the outward Sharia and the inward Sharia, the outward law, the inward law. And he says that you put a bridge between the two and you and that bridge allows you to cross over from one side back and forth. And crossing over is the same metaphor we have in the word metaphor. So metaphorane, to take something across to 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 carry something. And so to carry something across is to take something on the outside and show what it's meaning on the inside is and then back again. And then so this bridge is this crossing bridge is a crossing bridge. And the then the word for dream interpretation is to cross over your dream. So to interpret your dream means to cross it over. So you take what you dreamt and you cross it over to the other side. So this is a passage. And so Ibn Arabi is having us see, instead of looking at cross sections or only one aspect to be able to cross over, to go back and forth, it's not in our power to see necessarily something that's a shape beyond three dimensions in our grasp. And so if it's not in our power to do that, then one of the ways that we understand how to see that bigger picture, that bigger shape, is to cross over, to look here and then look here and then go back and forth. And then crossing over is also in this in the next verse that we'll be seeing in the next slide, the jawar. The jawar are the ships that are sent and they course over the sea. And then another word with jawar is jaria, the girl, the little girl. So jawar and jaria, these words also have send a deputy. So we just have in the two slides above, sending a deputy. This nauba naib, is to take turns and have someone sent one after the other who is your deputy and sent one after the other. Jaria then also means run along with. Jawar means the ship that runs on the sea. And then the sun is called Jaria because she courses, she goes across the sky the jariya is the little girl who sends the love notes, the love letters between the two lovers. And so the jarya, you give the little girl, say give it to that person over there and then she takes the letter and that's the love letter. So she conveys the love letters between the lovers. And then the girl of lively conversation and Lane uh, quotes so many of the old lexicons. And this is the person that says, you, this is the one that you love to sit with her and engage her in lively conversation. So that's the jarya and also the jarya is the one who runs swiftly so she's uh, so all of these concepts all of these images are in our in our mind and in our receptive receptors and we will see how just that one word with all of these back and forth and coursing and running and conveying messages how that all works together um, so uh, if Omar would he'll uh, have a if he could recite and i think uh, let me know Umar, that you're gonna recite in the in the correct order <laughs> or you're going to recite this way as you like so I'll,
4: I'll recite it the way it's it's written i'll okay. recite it in the order that it has been but, thank you rahman marajal al فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان، يخرج منهم اللؤلؤ والمرجان، فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان، وله الجوار المنشآت في البحر كالأعلام، فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان، يسأله من في السماوات والأرض كل يوم هو في شان، (laughs) فبأي آلاء تكذبان كل من عليها فان فبأي آلاء تكذبان سنفرغ لكم أيها الثقلان فبأي آلاء تكذبان صدق الله العظيم.
0: thank you. so this is in this passage here from from volume one, uh, one of the very, very rare times when Ibn Arabi will cite more than one verse. Usually he cites a half a verse and sometimes a full verse. Very, very rarely does he go to recite two verses in a row. And then when he does recite these multiple verses, isn't this interesting? uh, As you can see from the the numbers on the, I didn't change them to the other style Arabic numbers, but these numbers, they're not in order. So it's interesting how when he does decide to give us more than one verse, it's not even in order. But he's gonna say, as we say on the side, if, if people could read this way, then no two rams would butt their heads. So let's just see what, how he means this to be read. So then he sent the two oceans to meet. So that we have, that's, that's from the verse there. Between the two, a barrier that they do not breach. Okay, so between the two, a barrier. That's the barzah, the membrane. So we've seen that's the mirror. That's the shadow play curtain, the curtain that the shadows uh, are projected on. So that's the barza. Then which of your cherisher's gifts will you deny? So then he's going to go into it. Will you deny the ocean to which he will connect you and make you annihilated from the entities? So behind this shadow play screen, there is an ocean. And when we are connected to it, we will be annihilated from all the entities. So the image that is cast onto this this cloth, this curtain, when it moves outside the curtain to this ocean, To which i will be connected to i will be annihilated the image that i am will be annihilated or will you deny the ocean in which he differentiates you and calls all of you created beings or what about on this side the ocean which is this picture that we're seeing on this screen of all these entities all these created beings are we going to deny that this is not an ocean of created beings are we going to deny that when, we, when our image goes into that other ocean, we will be annihilated? That image will be annihilated, and then we, in which case will then be projected one more time, in which case that image will be annihilated? Or will you deny the barzakh, this membrane, upon which the supremely compassionate one settles? So the supremely compassionate one settles is, is the istiwa, the settling of rahman on the arsh. So the Irish now is this curtain. So this curtain then is the cosmos. And the cosmos, the curtain which everything is projected on, is where Ar-Rahman has settled. And so therefore, it is the domain, the realm of the name Ar-Rahman. So it is the domain, the realm of Rahman, of kind mercy. Indeed, then which of your cherisher's gift will you deny? And now he's not quoting the verse exactly. He's quoting it differently. He brings out from, a timeless o- from the timeless ocean the pearls and from the eternal ocean, the corals. So this is the, the, the it could be corals or pearls or both could be pearls, but there's one set of pearls. And then there's a divider, a separator, another pearl or a coral. And then there's another group of pearls. So maybe big pearls and a small pearl or big pearls and a coral. And this coral and pearl necklace is the necklace that in the subcontinent is called Mana Pravala, which is in the east part of the subcontinent. It's the Tamil and Sanskrit, which uh, one Sanskrit, one Tamil, one Sanskrit, one Tamil, like that. And on the west side, it's the Malayalam and Arabic, so Malayalam Arabic Malayalam Arabic, and that is a necklace that creates a necklace and ibn Arabi starts out with the concept that poems for him are nazim and that is they're arranged in an order of he gives you a pearl and a coral and a pearl and a quarter coral and that is the rhythm of his poetry all throughout the futuhat then which of your cherished gift will you deny he has the coursing ships so the ships that are going back and forth these are the ships that are coming back between these oceans so these ships are coursing the ocean, the 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 the, the ocean of timelessness, the ocean of eternity, eternity, the ocean of the world we are in now, and they are coursing back and forth, and they are commencing their origination courses from the divine name-based truths. So these truths are coming; they're all divine name-based, and they are coming out into this world that we see as cross sections. They're going across the ocean of the that most holy like tall mountains so these are these tall ships tall mountains then which of your cherishers gift will you deny of who demands whoever is in the skies and the earth and here he only quoted the first sent, the first uh, word Yasaluhu. of who demands the upper world for its being for its elevation and its sanctity and the lower world where we are for its descent and its deficiency during every tiniest drop. The word deficiency here is the field that is not irrigated with an acekia, so it doesn't have sake giving water, and it doesn't have its own source of water. So therefore it is dry and dependent on the rains, constantly dependent on the rains. So we are these fields. We have no source of water for our being but the one rain who is Allah, and we have no other source of this rain. And then the tiniest drop is that the prayer is, make this tiny drop not be the last, or all there is, make a big rain. And so uh, we were asking for the big rain because we get a tiny drop that makes us being, and we said, I want more, I want more. And this is why the lover of Allah, the lover of God is the one who says, I can drink the entire sea and I will still be thirsty with my tongue hanging down, as Bayezid Bistami said. So you always ask for more. Every day who is upon a radiant brilliance, then which of your cherisher's gift will you deny? Everything on her will disappear. This on her, aleha, fan, aleha, so everything that's flush against the earth will disappear. Now watch, because remember I've told you that it's so interesting that the, that Ibn Arabi talks about feel ard, the Quran talks about feel ard, in the earth. So as long as we are in the earth, whether we're alive or dead, we're in the earth. So we're never outside of the earth. Once we are born into this earth, we are never outside of the earth. Our body has the tiniest piece always in the earth. And because it's in the earth, it's always set and prepared and prepped to be worshiping and so when you have this word Alehafan on upon her or flush against her that will disappear now we know that the image that's on the curtain here's the earth and the flush against this earth curtain that image is going to disappear because when that image moves off the earth it will disappear but you don't disappear, I don't disappear, because I am in the earth, and whether I am when I'm alive in the earth, or after I've died and I'm in the earth, I'm in the earth, and therefore my images will continue to be projected, those images all disappear, while I stay in the earth to create more images, whenever the light is cast to me, I'm creating more images, and the the entities will not be voided so my images are voided but the entity because it's in the earth in mother earth she will not be voided not be annihilated but the earth is a journey from near to nearer so this is a process of being near and nearer Then, which of your cherished gifts we deny we shall finish and that means we will finish with you or we'll finish to you so that's uh, minkum or elecum and which is, we will finally make you the object to which we direct ourselves. So that will be the vision on the dune. So we'll finally, that will be after all of this stuff has happened, you will then uh, be uh, on, the, on the vision on the dune. Then which of your cherisher's gifts will you deny? So from this, then he asks, now if the Quran were to be read like this, no two would disagree and no two antagonists would come out and no two rams would butt their heads therefore scrutinize carefully your signs and verses and do not exit from your that exit from who you are which is a slave if you do so exit then you must surely devote yourself to clarity so if you do exit and we and we allow our the part of us which is a a good part which what says i need to acquire i need to control if i get that too much i need to have clarity say oh that is my selfish self speaking and then if i want to Cut everything up and learn only from cross section, then I have to have clarity. Oh, that's my intellect speaking. And I need, and I am not the intellect. When someone says, Who are you? Nobody says, This is who I am. They don't point to their brain. They say, This is who I am. Okay. When the world is safe from your opinion and your management, he will be truly under your subjugation. So when the intellect just takes the back seat and says, I'm no longer in charge of everything, only then will everything be under your subjugation? This is why he was created. That's why the world was created. He exalted said, and subjugated for you is is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth entirely from him. May God guide us and you to what has our betterment and our happiness, our felicity in this world and the next. He is the most generous friend. So that's how that works, okay. Okay, now Klaus will give us this poem, I
5: think. When there comes a quality, whichever quality it may be, you assign for us an abundant allotment in it, then a place to drink in. The quality is the same whether in blameworthy status, or in a status of praiseworthy. He all is sought by the people. Do you not see his descriptions in our qualities, and our description as an epithet of his? No denying. He has a delight as a state and experience and a cheerful smile to the weariness which came to us and an amazement. Mocking and forgetting is his and wavering and tricking, scheming. All of that is arranged, established. These are descriptions of the divine. So watch closely to the words I spoke. Extend them as a tent rope and tie them down. In this way are the epithets of the friend. I commend them for what is blameworthy according to human culture. So investigate deeply. Whoever denies the knowledge to which we have elucidated is not someone who is knowledgeable, not someone approaching close to God.
0: So, this is a way of back to our metaphor of cross section. This is a way of saying you look at the cross section and you think you see the whole picture, but it's not there. That all of these um, qualities are divine qualities, even though in our human culture we don't like them. And so, uh, Ibn Abi takes one section where he looks just at a few of these verses and then says they could also mean they also mean they talk about the friends, the, auliyah, the other this other way. So uh, we have a verse like the, the ones who are neglectful of their prayers. <inaudible> and so this, of course, we read that and one meaning is those who are neglectful of their prayers. But there's another meaning, and that is the meaning, the shape, there's another shape to it that is, that is outside of the shape of the intellect, and it requires the special face that we have to see when this source is coming to us, when the Quran is coming to us. We see it with a special face, we see that there are more than one meanings, and that the meanings that seem to be so harsh and negative are actually beautiful qualities of the friends. So, they're the ones who are neglectful of their neglectful delayers of their prayers. And so, they are neglectful of the prayer of God through them. So, they neglect that God is praying through them. They are seeing that their short hairs are in the hand of God. He is making them stand during the prayer, and He is making them bend, and He is making them bow down, and He is reciting through them. So, they're reciting God's words and god is reciting them through them and he is saying allahu akbar through them and he's saying "Salam" to close the prayer through them you see he is their hearing and their seeing and their tongues and their hand and their feet just as the hadith says people who have this as their vision and their state are of their prayer neglectful so they neglect their prayer because it's not their prayer you see he did not say neglectful of their prayer of the salat he said they're neglectful that it is their prayer this is how they express His word of their prayer, neglectful. So salati so him. So salati him that him that their prayer is everything because it says it's not their prayer. So they are neglectful of this thing that they're doing because it is Allah who's doing. And then there are those who are praying aladhin hum yaraun the ones who are praying in order to be seen, but He says. Those are the people, like the prophets, who would stand on the minbar and say, pray as you see me praying, so that people could learn how to pray by watching him and emulate him. So they are doing it for show, but this doesn't mean hypocrisy or or pomp and circumstance, it means to show them how the prayer is done. And then those who wayam na'un al-ma'un, the ones who prevent or stop up the ways of assistance. So the ways of assistance, the ways assistance is given are the usual ways, the institutional ways of getting assistance. So there are institutional ways of getting assistance to the poor. And these are saying they are preventing that. They're saying, no, the institution is not providing for the poor. Allah is providing for the poor. And so they say that what we should do instead of relying on the institutions or the secondary causes, we should say, as in the Fatiha, you alone do we ask for help. You are not helped by the means of help reaching. You are not helped by the institution, you are helped by the divine. So you speak directly to the divine. You alone do we ask for help to get this kind of material and things that are needed for the poor. So the same uh, verse, which uh, can be read one way, um, when it's read with a special face, then we see that these are descriptions of the friends. And these are beautiful things. And so that's why we have in, in Lahi, we say, wherever I look, I see only saints. So wherever I look, I see only friends. I only see the friends of God. Because everywhere I look, whatever is being done, I see that this is the, those who are neglectful of their prayer, these are the friends who are neglectful that the idea that the prayer is theirs. Okay, and uh, I, we'll, we'll have to will have to probably do some of this later, but I'll just quickly say that uh, I was given a, a beautiful reference to something called the three scripts that this Mohammad Javad Khavaji is is doing, the ThirdScript.com. And this is from, that calligrapher wrote three scripts. One he read, but no one else. Another he read, and others too. The third neither he nor anyone else could read. I am that third script. Um, And Ibn Arabi's the the image that he saw of the who, la who, flickering and fluctuating, this is that third script. Because when he saw that, he began to say poetry. And all the poetry was rhyming. And he said, and if it ends, and it, if it ever ends, this is what he saw. So the poetry that he, 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 in a sense, dived into an endless source of poetry, verse after verse after verse coming. And this goes back to the imagery of the deputies, one after the other, taking us to the water, one after the other, taking us to the water. So if to, to see each of these images taking us to the water, these people taking us to the water, is to see the norm Muhammad Invisible visible invisible and then finally visible and it's to see that the Quran is coming invisible visible invisible and then finally visible and then is to see that all of these verses. Are coming to us, and so they cannot be stopped and say this is the last one or the only one it's what comes next and next to next and each one of them wherever you look you see only friends okay so we'll probably have to stop there we'll do that the other um slide this is about the opening the shirt to get the fresh rain on the chest and so this fresh rain is to be close to the curtain and get closer and closer to the curtain because knowing that that light has just cast the shadow from the source and that you get closer and closer and closer now if you go past the curtain your image is annihilated but fortunately the entity is buried or living in the earth. And therefore more images will come. Okay. So we can uh, have our song. God <laughs> thank you so this went a little bit longer but thank you very much so glad to see you all again okay
2: question can we please go back to the slide that klaus read out Uh qa didn't discuss the Text on the hand side of that slide. Perhaps he'd be kind enough to do so, if at all possible. It seemed quite full.
0: Okay, here we go. Um, let me adjust everything. Yeah. So what what's happening here? Um, and I and, and please, if you need the P, the PDF, it's, if that will be helpful to you, I can send you the PDF anytime. Um, all of these in red are these, uh, the hadith Qudsis, or the, the reports from the divine. And so, uh, what Ibn Arabi has done on the poem, he just gives one word and he hopes that we know that that one word is actually a reference to a larger um, report from the divine, so that, that God becomes cheerful towards him as the family of the man who was away becomes cheerful when he gets back to them. So, these are all of these qualities and epithets, uh, to be amazed, to mock, to forget. All of these things which we think shouldn't, according to the intellect, belong to the divine. So the intellect, Ibn Arabi says, there's one place. I just worked on that yesterday. The, he says these are, he talks about one thing. Let me just say, He talks about the meanings that are established by meanings. So usually, meaning is established by a thing. So you say, this thing is beautiful. But he says, no, what about when meaning is established by meaning? So he then, and this is what we talked about a few weeks ago, it is loving, loving. So instead of loving someone, you are loving, loving. And so it's not a a subject object grammar. So I'd saying, this is how these things work. And he said, this grammar is one which confuses the intellect. And we give no satisfaction of anything to the intellect. In other words, it's confusing the intellects, and I'm not going to give the intellect anything that will render it satisfied. <laughs> and so he's trying to get us to knock out the intellect and see that all of these strange unusual qualities are divine qualities and then when you see wavering you see that oh god said i do not waver to do anything as i waver to take the soul of the faithful one so wavering back and forth so whenever we look we see divine qualities so wherever we look we see the friends of god so and i can send that uh the pdf to you if you just go ahead and email me we'll send that Okay.
2: Here's another question: um, What does Ibn Arabi say about the way prayers uh, should be done? Does he recognize following the Sharia strictly speaking, i.e., praying five times a day, or does he have a different view, a more flexible view, and/or definition of prayer?
0: Okay. Well, so that. What what's fascinating about Ibn Arabi, of course, is that he is absolutely, absolutely detail oriented, and he's absolutely not detail oriented at the same time. And so, uh, it's one of the one of the things that's come up is that when he talks about now he talks about the salat in about eight hundred pages or something like that. It's it's a pretty large section. So eight hundred or so pages about the details, the legal details of the prayer and one of the most the one that 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 strikes me the most is that he says the argument is when does the prayer begin and so there are all these different timings and so he says but he says the prayer begins when three three things are happening one there's a certain time like the sun is a certain relationship to the earth the horizon two You remember, oh, I remember it's time for prayer, then it is time for prayer. Or three, you wake up and you say, oh, it's time for prayer. So those are the three places that are the timings for prayer. And so he says there's no making up the prayer. When the time comes, either by the sun being a certain position or you're remembering or you're waking up, then that is the moment of prayer. So he goes. He has the way he looks at these things over 800 pages is absolutely fascinating. So you'll have to wait for volume three and four for that, which I hope is coming out soon, inshallah. So volume three and four, which will have about 800 or a thousand pages on the prayer.
2: <laughs> um, Baki asks, can you elaborate? When the Muhammad Nur becomes visible in different sections, the sections are contradictory, not complementary or compatible.
0: Yeah, sometimes they can be compatible, and, and, but sometimes they're contradictory. And that's because each are coming in a time and a place and then in another, so time, place, and then you know, in this dimensionality. So they, as they come out, uh, as that shape was coming towards us, there's a red here and then the red comes down here, then the yellow comes here and the green goes here and it's moving this way and this way and that. If you freeze time, you say, oh, this is yellow. And then if you go to the next moment, oh, wait, it's red. You know, can't they make up their mind? And they'll all, isn't it red or is it yellow? And the answer is it's yellow and it's red. It depends on where you are when you're watching that shape coming through. And so um, the, I put the numbers there. abi talks about the 313 messengers and the 124,000 prophets. And then there are the others. Uh, in our tradition, we talk about uh, the other guides um, who are you know uh, the ones who give birth to to this process, and they are also guides. And so we have this huge number of guides who are that shape in that moment. And as they're coming, they, uh, you see each one. So all of so when the, the when the Prophet sallam, takes a fi- a visible form, then it's it's simply it's not suddenly oh those were prophets before now he is, and then after he dies, then now what? It's simply, this is the visible description of the norm Muhammad, and then all of those, therefore, who came before are coming from his, uh, his turn in succession, and then after him, the Nabu'at, the prophethood, is, that, is, is the true dream. So that is also alive well and alive after his passing, and so that we and that so we stick with the true dream. And the true dream is that which allows us to go on that bridge, to go across the two worlds.
2: Um, Sheikh Afariha, huh? Assalamu Alaikum, um, says, uh, "What is the meaning of three thirteen? And is the special face a single divine name?"
0: So, the, the, the 313, 124,000, so messengers, prophets, and then others. Um, that's the, Those are these numbers that Ibn Arabi is, is giving to us. The special face, he says, the special face, he talks about often one of the ways he says, the special face, which was the reception of Quran and Torah. So, Quran and Torah came to the special face. All of the the divine revealed books come to the special face. And every created being, so minerals, plants, animals, humans, everyone, every created being has that special face. And so this is how the bees uh, are given revelation because they have a special face, which receives a revelation. This is how mother earth receives a revelation. And then she will extract those who, are, those who are in her on the last day. But that's her revelation. And she has that revelation because she has the special face. So animals and plants, um, the rock, they said, the Prophet said this pebble recognized my, uh, my status as the visible Nur Muhammad So the rock, which is a mineral then, recognizes that because that rock, that pebble had a special face, which could see that what's happening right now is this human being in visible form is coming from the invisible normal Muhammad. So plants, um, animals, minerals, humans, all of them receiving with a special face. So, and our special face is absolutely working beautifully. We when we when we are created, Allah, am I not your cherisher? Our special face receives that vision, that tajali, and says, yes, you are. And then we begin to do peekaboo, and then we don't do peekaboo so well anymore. We grow up, we outgrow peekaboo, and we forget all these things. And then we have to be reminded by minerals and plants and animals that we too have a special face like the trees do, like the bees do, and that can we then return to understanding and seeing through the special face. Beautiful.
2: Um, Latifa London, so please can you explain something which I
0: never understood. How does Prophet Muhammad come before Prophet Adam? Right. So this is the hadith that the Prophet sallam, says, I was a prophet when Adam was between water and clay. So I was a prophet before when Adam was between water and clay. So the first image on the in the mist that I am a hidden treasure, I have treasure that is concealed, and I love to be recognized. The first image that that is created and then sees who created him is this Nur Muhammad. Rabbi says, call it Nur Muhammad, call it the Aqla Awal, call it the Qalam. These are just three names. And so, uh, and then after that, this body form of Adam, Adam Eve is created, so the Adam Eve body form is created afterwards, and so that's how that before time, in a sense, so before the human time, uh, before Adam and Eve time, uh, I was a prophet, and then after that, the first visible prophets become the Adam Eve, and then the next prophets come, and the next prophets the messengers, and messengers, the next prophet, the church, until he comes as a visible form. So that's how that works. Mm-hmm couple of comments
2: Lufty says this makes perfect sense of the constant reminder in quran to observe nature yes. and baki says thanks allah for the children and grandchildren who remind us of peekaboo peekaboo there we go
0: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah this is this is the um, the, the learning they're learning from from the other created beings uh, mother earth especially so we when we, we talked about that a few a uh, month ago or two that picture of when the when the arafin when the mystic guides when the mystics when they are born they immediately turn back and look at their mother and they learn from their mother now that means you're your small biological mother, or it means your large biological mother, your Mother Earth. And so that's how the people who truly recognize Allah everywhere are the ones who turn back on birth and look at Mother Earth, and they learn from Mother Earth. And then Ibn Arabi says, and Mother Earth is, art is uh, very eagerly desirous that her children should learn how to behave so that they will always remember who they are, and where they are and where they're going. And so that's how Mother Earth wants us to remember these things, knowing that the other creatures on the earth uh, know these things and that some of these creatures, namely the human creatures and the djinn creatures, they don't understand these things and need to be reminded. And so that's how then sent often one after the other are all these guides to bring us back to the water.
2: I understand that the special face gives a formal reality to the message it receives based on its own form. So with the Quran being a universal message, what can we say about the formal reality given to it by the special face of the prophet Muhammad peace be
0: upon him? Yes, so yeah, this is is very interesting because what we're looking at the special face. So yes, every creature has a special face, um, but that special face like a mirror, it receives polishing, so Ibn Arabi says that mirror is never is never wrong. It just gets tarnished. It needs to be polished, and so the polishing of the mirror is the is the path. It's the path that we're on. Is how to polish this mirror, um, and then so we all have this special face. We all have this mirror, but in the one passage where Ibn Arabi is speaking a lot about this, and it's quite a beautiful passage because two things he does first, he says. You might ask, "Am I a complete human? Am I a insan kamil? Am I a complete human?" And he says, "Yes, you you are if this happens and that happens." So, oh wow, the reader is being told it's quite likely that you are a complete human being if this happens and that happens. And then you might ask, "Am I a Khalifa?" And he, oh my God, this guy is pretty uh, er- or pretty uh, bold to say, "Am I a Khalifa?" And he says, well, if you act and you see the things that you do are not happening this way or happening another way, then yes, behind you, there's someone acting. Then you are a Khalifa. Uh, And then at that, and so we're all getting very excited about this passage because it's really, oh wow, I could be a complete human. Oh wow, I could be a Khalifa. And then he says, now when you're ready to look in the mirror, do not look in your own mirror to look at Allah. Don't look in your own mirror. Look in the mirror of your prophet. So that's Muhammad, or it's Moses, or it's Jesus. Look in the mirror of your prophet. Don't look in your own mirror. So he's after we're all so excited about, oh, wow, I'm really able to see all these things so beautifully. He said, no, no, your mirror is not so great. You need to look at the mirror of your prophet. That's the beautiful mirror. That's the one that will give you the beautiful uh, face of Allah so he does tell us about that's why we have this we're, we are not alone uh, we do have those we emulate we follow in their footsteps and uh, and so we follow in their footsteps because they are this beloved mirror that's made so beautiful um and in fact that mirror the first mirror that is looked at which is the no muhammad is so beautiful that the one who looks at it sees the retinal after effect of that mirror image in everything else that comes. So everything else that comes, you know, thank God, is coming as a retinal image, as like an after effect of the Nor Muhammad, the blazing light, which is so beautiful, which now can be seen in every other created being that comes afterwards. So, but we, to go to see That way, we say, well, look to Moses, look to Jesus, look to Muhammad peace upon them all, and look through their mirrors.
2: (laughs) So Latifa writes, going back to prayers, you explained about timing, but what about the form shape manner of praying? Does Ibn Arabi talk about the way to pray?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> every single fiqh, every single legal issue is looked at in volumes three and four and eight hundred or a thousand pages, whatever it is. So do you put your hands here, 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 or here? Do you wash well To wudu? Do you wash up to here? Do you wash up to here? Do you wash up to here? Every single, every single legal issue is there. According, can a child lead you in the prayer? Does the woman lead the prayer? Does the person who is not a nice person lead you in the prayer? All of these questions, every single question, and they're let's say five hundred. They're five hundred questions that all classical scholars had to address and he addresses every one of them and he addresses in the most beautiful amazing way. Um, we have Nurasia from Indonesia might be here. Uh, she's written books on this uh, and, and, uh, and I'm translating that passage as well so uh, stay tuned and I'll, I'll let you know when volume three and four are, are ready inshallah. Okay so... Yeah. So when my mother was editing all these parts, you know, the 500 issues of prayer, she would just, she would just say, oh my God, can't you just, you know, what is this? You know, who cares if you rinsed your mouth this way or that way? (laughs) You know, and uh, uh, wow, it just, it it does get, get very deep, but each time you see something quite quite beautiful coming out. And so you realize that there's the outward and there's the inward and that you can either be someone like Bapi who looks at the inward first and then finds the outward or someone like me who looks at the outward first and then finds the inward. So it's, it, they, these are the different ways. You can, look, you can go from the detail to the whole or you can go from the whole to the detail. And he goes back and forth and that's called Ektibar to cross over back and forth. And so that's why he says um, that you want to be able to cross over because a metaphor so just doesn't kill one of the sides, doesn't make one of the sides vanish. And so you, can't, so you don't say, so zakat. Zakat means to, to give part of your wealth as a charity. So zakat also has the word tuskia, which means to purify. So he says, the mistake is to think that if it means purification, that you only have to worry about the purification, the inward side, you don't have to worry about the outward. He says, no, zakat is purification on the inward and it's giving wealth from your wealth on the outward and that you have to have both. And um, the beauty is that each step of the way, you realize why the outward is important and why the inward is important. And then so he, he he says you've got to keep both of them active at all times and you don't you know you do not x out one because oh that's just outward or that's just inward so
4: dr winkle may i ask you a question
0: yes Amanda good to see you
4: <laughs> thank you good to see you too just to, uh, regarding to what you just said mm-hmm. i think you're bringing out this uh, very important element of the action taking by taking an action it's almost as like you're conveying to these realities, the non-manifest and the manifest
0: together. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
4: Is that so? Is that what you, you pretty much are explaining that how purification and giving sakat are actually the same reality but on different levels, and ah. by our own action we can that's only unify it. Is that right? I mean yes,
1: beautiful,
4: this, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's
0: exactly I mean. so so the, the inward purification, the inward. Converse, intimate conversation with with God. All of that inward then manifests, crosses the bridge to be seen as, oh, this is someone who I am now in conversation. So the inward then crosses over and has a physical, visual reality. There, beautiful, yes. That's it. That's, that's and you might start out with a, a intimate conversation with Allah and then that turns into Oh, this is how I physically do that, how I physically set up the situation. Or you might start with, I do this thing over and over again. And eventually I'll find out that, oh, I really am intimately conversing with Allah. And so it those, and that's how it can, it can manifest or or it can remanifest in those different ways.
4: Yeah, thank it's you. A, we are acting as a kind of Barzah, union. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So then, yeah, so then you become the Barzah and then crossing from one side. T- Beautiful. That's a nice image. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Good. Okay. So, all right. So, I think we'll probably have to look at that third script uh, next week. Maybe look into all of that. That's uh, that's uh, Omar was the one who, who sent, who gave me that, showed me that, and it's just absolutely beautiful. The third script, and so this is that that source that like a live wire you put your hand whoa now you're on the live wire and then suddenly and that's how he said that suddenly that poem just kept going and and his dream and then and he said if it if it ends if it ends you know and so that's it 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 just keeps he's on there and as long as he holds on to it verses are going to be coming out and just coming and coming and coming so uh and that just is also a beautiful way to do that um
2: so there's one more comment it's yeah. really interesting when Ibn Arabi, in one way, gives special place to Muhammad by formulating the concept of Nur Muhammad, but in other pages of his, Ibn Arabi states his praise to Isa,
0: Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's uh, and Ibn Arabi himself, he has a very interesting relationship. I mean, in a sense, his the ones he looks at are. Moses, Jesus, Mary, Muhammad. All, and, and in a way that's, that's, I mean, you can also make the argument he looks at Fatima, but let's just look at those four because the speaker, the idea of the kalim that Moses is the speaker who speaks with God. And then Jesus as the living word of, of God the, and the spirit of God. So he's the Kalim Allah, he's Kalimat Allah. He's the, the word, the sentences of, of the divine. And he's the Ruh, the spirit of the divine and then Mary as the prophet who holds the holds the living word so someone has to hold the living word give birth to and bear and hold and carry the living word and so carrying the living word is in a sense the function of language so language carries this living word and so and so in a sense you could say here's the living word that's invisible it's carried over here by the visible or the perceptible language and tones so when you speak you're speaking the living word and that's how Ibn Abi just loves the one that Allah says on the tongue of his slave Allah hears the one who praises him and so that is that can you see that this visible or perceptible sound wave is the living word and so this is why Ibn Arabi, he loves Mary so much because he loves language and how grammar carries the divine meaning. So grammar and language and words hold and bear as Mary does this truth, this this, this forever source of, of living word. And then, uh, so this, this is, explains a little bit about, about why he's so excited about these figures. Um, and so, uh, so certainly, and, and so uh, and I think it's quite interesting so when my my aunt also when she came to the Derga uh, on, on our book launch a couple of years ago and and after and she doesn't know anything about you know Islam or even Arabic like that so after she came out and said boy you guys sure talk a lot about Jesus <laughs> I say yeah well I guess we do <laughs> so and uh, and so many of the dervishes that, that we see um thinking of course of Zatiya, but uh, who have such close Loving connections with Mary, loving connection with Jesus, with Moses, with Muhammad, and peace be upon all of them. So it is. It's a beautiful pantheon of all these wonderful people who are languages and words and and visible images that we can see. And so uh, Ibn Arabi, you know, speaks so uh, gratefully to for all of them to all of them. So okay, so. All right, well, thank you very much. And so, inshallah, we'll see you again next week. Uh, everyone be good. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa